When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Emmy Nuts, we are just a couple of days away from the ceremony. So who's going to win? I've called to the rescue these two great Oscarologists. We have Pete Hammond from Deadline Hollywood and Jazz Tankay from Variety. And Jazz, I'm Tom O'Neill of Gold Derby, uh, calling on you, Jazz, to tell us what did we learn last weekend at those three Creative Arts Emmys in which they gave out 98 categories. What did we learn there that might influence what your predictions are for Sunday? First of all, I'm just going to say, Tom, thank you for having me. Pete, pleasure to be here with you. Um, it's exhausting covering the Creative Arts Emmy. I was there for all three events. Um, what did we learn? Queen's Gambit took, you know, sweeping with nine wins. I think winning in casting two is gonna, has put it as a strong contender. I do not know Emmy voters what happened with Mare of Town. I think we all thought Mare of Town would probably get something um, and it was a no-show. The Mandalorian, they loved and WandaVision. Um, but yeah, I think the Queen's Gambit is once again a strong player. I think the love for pose in hair and makeup has probably oh, yes, put- yes. I'm sure we'll get into that, but I think that also put MJ Rodriguez with maybe a chance at, at surprising on Sunday and uh, RuPaul winning, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race winning those awards and getting untucked was a surprise. And I think that has solidified uh, it winning reality competition program. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so Pete, this uh, sweep by uh, uh, Gambit, does that uh, influence you in any way as a pundit to possibly you know, to give up? Mo- almost all pundits had Kate Winslet winning uh, Best Limited Series Actress, but Anya Taylor-Joy uh, might be a lot stronger than we think. I actually have Cynthia Erivo who can give you that separate uh, <laughs> uh, uh, logic of why I'm doing that. But let's, did the underperformance of Mayor of Easttown change your view on what's going to happen in the actors category? Okay, well, no, not with the actors necessarily, um, because none of what happened at the Creative Arts is an indicator of where the actors branch is in terms of Mayor of Easttown versus uh, Queen's Gambit. All we had were guest actors. They were not, a, you know, these limited series were not players there. So that doesn't bother me. It's Netflix's overall suite. There's no way HBO could even come close to making that up if they win every category 
that they're in opposite Netflix uh, at the primetime Emmys. It's over. Netflix is the new king. Let's crown them. And, uh, you know, the only big surprises that may come is if somehow uh, Mayor of Easttown can pull out the acting awards where they divide it up, which is what I predicted all along. I'm sticking with Evan Peters. I'm sticking with Julianne Nicholson. I did switch in, in putting up my predictions on deadline uh, this week uh, from, and I always thought it was a, a toss up, um, uh, from Kate Winslet to Anya Taylor-Joy. It just indicates to me that there is such strength in the Academy that you know there probably will be an acting uh, thing for her. Um, but it may not be. I, I still think it's a question mark as to how the acting races will go. I think there's no question that Queen's Gambit is headed towards the limited series when meeting Netflix with that and The Crown, which I anticipate uh, will be uh, winning their first major categories ever uh, at the end. And uh, so I think that's what's happening there. I must have gone out and done what is the smart people do at the Emmys, sign up all those branches, sign up members, get them into the academy to vote. And uh, that's how you do it, you know, get out the vote. And uh, it appears to me that for the first time, we saw a creative arts that that is working, that that, that strategy uh, may be working. So many people in this town now work for Netflix. That can make a difference, even in a 20,000 voter um, entity like the television. But there was this suspicion before that there was this anti-Netflix uh, jealousy in the industry, and that's why it had never won a Best Series Award. What Pete's referring to is uh, it's never won Best Comedy Series, Drama Series, or Limited Series, the big tri trio. Now uh, it looks likely inevitable, probably, to win Best Limited Series. I think the, the first thing I thought of when I saw the uh, sweep by Gambit was, Wow, that Anya Taylor Joy is really much stronger than we thought, of course. But there's this, you know, I think there's this, I think Cynthia Erivo is in that kind of uh, Jessica Chastain uh, kind of place where there are these stars where they're just desperate to give them a, uh, an award. And remember when she did the Harriet Tubman movie, uh, she got nominated when I don't think it showed up anywhere else at the Oscars. Um, I think there's so much profound love for her and it is a vocal performance. Uh, they love all that. And I think that what we're seeing now, this is the current count of Gold Derby among the 30 some experts we have. It was just um, uh, a few days ago that, that uh, Kate Winslet was almost uh, had like 80% of the votes among the experts. Now Kate Winslet has 15, Anya Taylor-Joy has jumped up to nine. And this, this will change, of course, before the weekend. And uh, Michaela Cole at five, and, I, and I'm down in the bottom slot with uh, uh, one vote for Cynthia Revo because I think, uh, I think her performance is outstanding and I think this vote can split. That's where I'm going out on a limb. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, the way all the guilds went and the way all the precursor awards went with Queen's Gambit, having that incredible run, never losing anywhere, is passed on to the television academy. It's the cherry on the uh, uh, on the uh, cake right now, and uh, and I think that's going to happen. And probably Anya Taylor Joy. I don't know that Cynthia Revo with limited nominations for that 
um, is going to pull that out. I'm just not convinced of that at all. And I'm wondering how Jennifer Hudson's appearance in that role at the same time the voting was just starting uh, will have an effect positively or negatively on Cynthia Rebo. I don't know. It might have brought more attention. You may be right, Tom. That's a way, you know, that brings attention to Aretha. And, you know, they may feel, well, well we've got our own here in television. Let's give it to her. Um, hard to say, because like I said, the actors' results here don't uh, tell us anything yet. We haven't seen what the actors' branch is going to really do. It used to be at the Emmys back in the days when juries decided winners. It, it almost seemed as if the creative arts had nothing to do with who ended up winning at, at the main ceremony. It would you would see a lot of us uh, ju fellow journalists in the press room run out, you know, filing their stories and oh, it's going to be a big sweep by Battlestar Galactica or whatever, uh, which would win the Tech Awards or something. And then you would say, no, no, there's a there's a uh, these are separate juries. This is a different thing. But we know several years ago they changed everything to a popular vote. And then we saw last year something happened that had never happened in the history of television. One show sweeping every category on the comedy side, Schitt's Creek. Uh, we just saw one show sweeping uh, all the limited series uh, categories at the creative arts. We're going to see The Crown and Ted Lasso uh, kind of just you know sweep so many of those top categories. And that's, I think, I think, and you would agree, that's because of the new voting, a popular vote. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that everyone's voting for acting, but it does mean that all 2,000 plus members of the of the uh, branch are voting. Where in the past, uh, it would be a, a much smaller yeah. jury who would actually mm -hmm. watch this stuff. Yeah, it's lazy voting. Let's let's call it. Lazy. <laughs> it's very lazy voting. <laughs> but, but, but. I do wonder though if Kate Winslet's star power is strong enough to have a you know maintain and win because she was everywhere she you know I agree with you Pete like I'm not changing Evan Peters and I think if Evan wins I think Kate wins that's my logic and I think they'll see her name and they'll do that even if they picked Queen's Gambit everywhere else I think they'll see Kate yeah let's look at at that category early on if that's the way they're going to present it this year and see if Thomas uh Brody Sangster uh, can pull it out, and if um, Moses Ingram can pull it out. And if you see either one of them win, it's across the board uh, for Queen's Gambit, no question. But I do think I do think the actors are going to hopefully look at it and not, not that lazy vote where they just check off something that they happen to have seen and, uh, and follow the uh, lemmings here, uh, which would be, you know, too bad. What I was... There anything at the creative arts that convinced you, uh, of, aside from the limited series races, Pete, uh, uh, that convinced you to, to change any predictions for this Sunday? Um, that, that was the main thing. Ted Lasso, I think, is going to win. Look, I voted in the Emmys. I voted not for Ted Lasso, but for Hacks, wherever oh, yeah. I could, only in the writer's branch and in the uh, all the programs that you can vote for. Um, uh, so I don't get to vote for the actors. That's not the way the Emmys work. But, I, you know, no, I saw, again, lazy voting. Uh, RuPaul's won the last few years. You know, this is uh, Queer Eye. They tend to go in things. I'm sure John Oliver will win again. I mean, you know, it, it's just the same old thing. Um, I didn't see any kind of fresh thing coming out of that. 
Uh, I'm hoping that there is. There was a lot of campaigning going on and a lot of people pouring stuff into this uh, to get the same results we get year after year, uh, at least uh, in these kind of categories. Mandalorian, I don't expect that to win drama series, but it's certainly no, going no. to, you know, do well. Uh, jazz, Jazz, you know, as a fellow awards nerd, <laughs> you may know the statistic, but it's one of uh, uh, something that few people know other than uh, those of us who do this for a living, but there actually is a formula that uh, we believe is true, that if, if a show wins the casting award at the Creative Arts, that it's essential to, to almost always win that if you're going to win best series. And then um, Riley Chow, who's one of our contributing editors, who's this stats uh, walking computer, says, well, you need not only to win casting, but you need to win either uh, the editing award for picture editing and or sound editing. If you win both, you're a lock. Well, last out won casting, it won picture editing, it lost sound editing, but it won sound mixing. So in a way, it, it, it kind of made up for that uh, one precursor thing. So let's stick with comedy for, uh, for a moment here. Uh, do you just see a Ted Lasso sweep happening? I think Ted Lasso will sweep. I, you know, I do wonder how much, you know, momentum hacks gained, um, but I feel like Ted Lasso dropping its second season at the height of this is, was a, you know, a great way of campaigning, so to say, speak. And I think Ted Lasso winning in casting is your sign that, you know, and winning in, you know, in sound, it's, I think that's pretty much gonna take that. For sure. Who's, 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 who's your pick to win supporting actor in comedy? That is one of the uh, closest races ever. Um, uh, let me pull my predictions up. It, um, used to, it used to be that they liked the silly actors, you know, like Sean Hayes and, uh, you know. Uh, oh, I think Brett Goldstein. Yeah, Brett. That's why it's a Ted Lasso. I have Brett. Yeah. Brett, Bowen, and then Keenan. But there are three Ted Lasso uh, nominees in this category. Four. Four. Oh, four. Four. You're right. You're right. So we've got uh, uh, Nick Muhammad. Uh, Jeremy Swift gives the silliest performance. And normally, that in the supporting categories, they want comedy, real, real comedy. And that's my problem with the Brett Goldstein prediction. I've had him at various times out front uh, to win. Uh, Brett Goldstein, but uh, I would wouldn't be surprised if Jeremy Swift pulled it off. And then well, we we also yeah. have Brendan Hunt. Uh, what do you well, Tom, Tom? What about Keenan? You know, look at if if we are looking at the creative arts for indications of strength, seven Emmys over the weekend for Saturday Night Live. Those guest uh, actor Emmys yeah. indicate they're watching Saturday Night Live in a big way. A split in Ted Lasso, which is definitely what you're aiming at here by picking another actor. A split will benefit Keenan, who's also nominated for comedy lead actor too. He's very visible. He's been out there on the show, 18 years, this whole thing. There could be something happening there. And certainly the Saturday Night Live love that the Academy continues to get is uh, possible to uh, carry that out for him. Uh, I'm skeptical. I agree with all that, but I'm skeptical of uh, the pattern repeating because uh, these 
the Academy moves those uh, Saturday Live people back and forth between supporting and guest, of course. And I think it does very well in guest, but I'm not so convinced it does well in. Um, well, tell that to Kate McKinnon. Yeah, that's true. Good. Um, what what say you, Jazz, about comedy supporting actor? I think I think uh, Brett uh, gets that, and I think he's the strongest one. If you think of from all the Ted Lasso, you know, cast as strong as they were, if you think, you know, when you say his name, you remember the cut, the the roasting he did. I think in episode seven, and that is the strong. I think he gets it. I think, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about what Pete just said about Saturday Night Live and thinking I'm probably going to hate myself on Sunday and not agreeing with you, but for uh -huh. Keenan here, but... Well, I've had Keenan, I've had Brett up at various times. Uh, now I, um, I, I think I may even have uh, Bowen Yang here. This is, uh, uh, he, he is like the, uh, the cool cat's pick, right? I think they're going to embrace Ted Lasso, though. I think they're going to embrace it. Yeah, like they did Shit's yeah. Creek, right? You know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like Annie Murphy didn't deserve an Emmy, but she got carried along with the sweep last year. I'm sorry, Annie, for watching this. Lazy voting. Check out. Lazy Lincoln. voting. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the title of this episode, The Lazy, lazy Voting. <laughs> but it would, but it would not, it would not be lazy voting, I would argue, uh, if Hannah Waddingham wins, as, as almost every expert predicts. Uh, the other Hannah, I'm Hannah's going to win, uh, whether it's Waddingham or the other Hannah from Hacks. yeah from Hacks. Definitely uh, going to be Hannah. <laughs> and I, I, I bite Tom and say it's Hannah. <laughs> That's a cop out because there is so much <laughs> love for uh, uh, Hacks's Hannah um, that uh, I could see that perfect. I agree with you. I, I, I'm so happy to that you, you began in this early part of the conversation, Pete, talking about hacks, because I, I've always thought that is a much more serious threat at the Emmys than people are giving it credit for. It's about show business. It's so well done. Uh, yeah. When you start binge watching it, you can't stop. It's like, yeah. wow, what a show. Uh, well, you know, the reason, Tom, you're talking so much about supporting in comedy without even talking about the leads is you and I and Jazz all know those are two locks. Jason Sudeikis and Gene Smart. There will be no other scenario that comes up. I agree with that. Um, yep. Do you think anyone else, Jazz, can take it away from them? No. Unless the love for Saturday Night Live is so strong and we're just not clued in right now, I think it's definitely, I think it's the between the two Hannahs. I think Hannah Waddingham wins. I changed from Hannah Einbinder and Hacks to <laughs> Hannah Waddingham. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's because you're one of the cool cats. So, so, um, so I'm with the cool cats. Please, could anybody be Gene Smart or Jason? Oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, this year's Catherine O'Hara. I mean, she's just this veteran who's just knocking it out of the park. No, um, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ted Lasso. So, what about drama series? Any way that uh, Crown can lose? You know, if you look back uh, over uh, Emmy history, what we forget sometimes is that uh, it takes a while sometimes to win 
best series. Like Game of Thrones, I think it was it one on its fifth nomination. Friends won on its fifth nomination for best series and wasn't even nominated some years in, in between, uh, if I'm right. So uh, the Crown, I'm mentioning this because the Crown has lost three times before, but I think it's different this year because this Crown is more contemporary. This is about uh, people we know and the Princess Di story and it's, and it's both a love and a tragedy and it's also brilliant. I think it is the best show by far. The question is how extensive will the suite be? Uh, Jazz, what, what say you? I deep down, the sensible part of me says the crown will do it. As you said, you know, this is a season that people know. They know Princess Diana. Some of us, you know, showing my age here lived through this all. So we, you know, it's almost like a trigger memory of watching that. Um, I, but then I want to go out on the limb. I want to go out and say, I think Pose gets it. Shocker. Wow. Final season, their best season. Billy Porter, MJ, you know, they were everywhere. Uh, you know, FX did a great job of campaigning, as did Netflix on this. But I think, you know, if I were to be brave and daring, I would go for Pose. I think Billy gets lead actor. I do too. It's I, as if they want to make a statement. This is where they can do it. And they can be, they can make the statement here, maybe with MJ, who I have right now to win. It's whether whether I'm confident that, that it has all that it gets it all that it gets all three. Yeah, you know, I am really torn in these two actor uh, categories in drama series. Very torn. I don't know. I can absolutely see Billy Porter. He won the first year. He didn't win the second year. He comes back. He wins the third year. It's a little unusual, but it can happen. It's the last year. It's it, There's more focus on foes now. They're back in the uh, drama series race. And MJ's gotten all that publicity and, you know, their campaign makes history. They are forcing Academy members to vote for this on another level of just acting. They are forcing them to vote on a social level, and they may well do that. Uh, it's a very effective campaign. It worked for 12 Years a Slave when they said it's time. Um, that kind of campaign, I think, is good. And uh, so it could work for her, definitely, uh, and definitely work for Billy. Billy doesn't need as much of a push as, as her character would there. Um, everyone knows Billy, loves Billy and everything. She's a, she's a whole unique story in the Emmy history here. So oh. does Emma Corrin, those Brits come in, you know, and, and <laughs> able to take that away? Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. The uh, experts had Emma Corrin about a month or two ago, you know, just so far out in front, it looked like there was no challenger. MJ Rodriguez, by the way, Pete's right, that uh, Billy's been nominated for the last three years. He won the first year, lost last year. He can rebound now. But the show was not nominated last year. It was two years ago. Now it's back in, in program, which helps. Uh, MJ now has nine of our experts uh, predicting it her to win. And Emma Corrin has 20. So it's almost two to one still for Emma. But I think it's uh, I'm not, most of the experts may not have updated recently. I'm torn here, too. I, I think because MJ has not been nominated in the past, um, has, can, 
has pushed me toward Emma as my official prediction, but I've always uh, stuck at, I shouldn't say always, I think for a couple of weeks I've put, I was a coward and pushed Josh O'Connor up to the top where most people have him. But now the score among the experts is 16 for Josh and uh, 11 for Billy. It's uh, Well, you know, the question comes down to the crown, which has the most nominations tied uh, of any show here. It's by far more watched probably than Pose may well be. Uh, yeah. you know, and whether that matters in the actors branch, which which are the ones voting on acting, I don't know. Uh, who, what have they seen in bulk? And uh, that'll be a, a telltale sign there too. Or how effective is that campaign? Campaign was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The staff. See, my my other question though is Handmaid's Tale, which is twenty one nominations, didn't win anything in creatives. What is going to happen on Sunday with that? Like, we haven't mentioned it, right? None of us have picked anything yet. Is it going to go home empty-handed? It has so many acting nominations. Again, you can't tell from the creative arts what the actor's branch is going to do. It's got, uh, what does it have in supporting actor, you know, in a drama series, like three or four? So um, it's got the numbers, but it doesn't seem to have the momentum. But Bradley Whitford is a favorite. He could actually pull it, uh, pull off the win for them. Sure, sneak it out. Yeah, yeah. But if it wins none on Sunday, it sets a new record for the most losses for uh, uh, for a single season. So, uh, but that happened to Mad Men, uh, and that happened to um, a couple other shows too. Well, but, I have Max Mangella. And Michael K. Williams' death did not influence the voting. We know that. Um, but I think Michael K. Williams uh, looks to win anyway. Uh, in analyzing it, seeing what the guest actor went to Glenn Turman, that means the actor's branch has spoken on this this category, this show. I uh, love Craft Country, and they gave an award already there. So I think a lot of people thought Michael K. Williams was going to win anyway. And... Uh, so I have uh, joined that camp, not because he died tragically, but because I think he was going to win. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. We have two, uh, uh, Jazz, we have two other strong contenders here. Uh, Michael K. Williams is way out front, according to the experts. I mean, way out front, 24 of them. But Tobias Menzies, uh, Menzies uh, could ride the crown wave. And uh, I think we've got to take seriously the nomination of Giancarlo. Esposito in the, in Mandalorian, um, he is a favorite among the actors and is certainly among TV critics and the rest of it who are always predicting him to win everything. He never won wins, but uh, here's a case of where it uh, it could matter. And then there's Bradley Whitford who's got what seventeen hundred Emmys. Um, John Lithgow who reminded yeah. me interviewed him. He's had thirteen nominations and six wins and. Yeah, uh, yeah. John Lithgow is one of those, oh, I love John Lithgow. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Whether they saw ma- Perry Mason or not, it's like, oh, I love John Lithgow, and that's, that's <laughs> lazy voting. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I still have Michael K. Williams there. I do have Bradley second. I feel, you know, his performance. And, yeah, they, they love the show. I just don't know. And there's the John Carlo effect. Like, he's never won. Is this where they do it? I just feel like Michael has the edge here. I think so. And Glenn Terman's win 
convinced. Yeah, that solidifies it. Now, Jillian Anderson is has got the support of every single expert except one. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And um, that was my ingenue. Somebody went with yeah. ingenue. <laughs> yeah, for Lovecraft. So, uh, but Jillian, uh, I got she nailed Maggie Thatcher, and uh, uh, she's won before. Of course, she won for X Files. And uh, uh, is there any possibility? Do either of you think that Jillian can lose? Yeah, if they split with anybody else in that show, but I don't think they will. I mean, you know, what's her name that won the Oscar uh, uh, for Promising Young Woman in there, right? She's not yeah. Um, and oh, you know, and for all, yeah. rules for the crown in any acting category, I believe. But um, Ingenue Ellis, if there is that support for Lovecraft that happened um, during the voting, she could win because she benefits from being a single nomination um so yeah that one person whoever it is at gold derby may be on his own <laughs> <laughs> we have we have seen in recent and we saw it at the creative arts where you have uh uh multiple nominees uh competing and this didn't used to happen under the old system but it does now uh and the, it, that you could split the vote here with, with multiple nominees. So here's a case of where we have one, two, three, four um, Handmaid's nominees. So that could split. <laughs> That's what I mean. I should yeah. use this. And if anybody, unfortunately, they didn't see it, but if anybody had seen King Richard um, uh, during voting, I mean, my God, she's totally going to be Oscar nominated for that. She's so yeah. good as the wife. Um, she's, she's good stuff's happening for her. Um, but I don't know if it's enough. Uh, 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 Jillian, she's so strong. She's so strong yeah. in that, that it seems really hard to beat. Now let's talk about movie limited actor. This is fascinating. Um, we have 16 votes for Paul Bettany with WandaVision and 13 for Hugh Grant, which is a uh, real close, uh, race according to the experts anyway. Uh, I have at various times had uh, uh, Bettany, I think I even have Bettany right now. I have to double check, I don't even know. <laughs> and Hugh Grant, I don't think they take Hugh Grant seriously as a dramatic actor. I don't know why, because of the romantic comedy mm -hmm. stuff. I don't know. They only have two nominations for The Undoing. They seem to have yeah. forgotten that. He is there because the uh, competition isn't as uh, fierce in this category. Um, I think he's, and he's lost the whole season to, you know, uh, uh, what's his name from last year's Emmy show. So now he's not up against him, but he's going to lose again to Paul Bettany. Because Paul Bettany yeah. is doing every great icon from television sitcoms. And, and that show is a tribute to the golden age of television in its own way. And uh, that's why it did so well. Um, and it can cross over with different kinds of voters. Maybe the actors branch also saw Uncle Frank, which was nominated for television movie, but also starred Bethany in a terrific uh, performance. So I think it's better. Yeah. What do you say? I, I feel like Hugh, I, I had Hugh Grant at the top once, but I feel like, you know, it, voters were unhappy with the way that show ended. They're not going to give it to him. I have Paul Bettany, but then I also wonder about Hamilton here. I wonder if they will just 
what what did it land like 12 nominations i feel Seven like okay. yeah Not one of them it should have had in these categories I, i've just like written about this till i'm blue in the face the television academy screwed this up not these actors who did these performances for the stage and were mostly tony nominated five years ago but the television academy nominating that show hamilton in variety of pre-recorded specials but throwing them into acting because they don't know where else to put them. Do you know they put the director in directing of a t of a movie? So they put the show in variety. There is a category for direct yeah. variety special. So had they stayed consistent, they, <laughs> they would. They should. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. So they, they shouldn't have done it. Do. They yeah. Created like um like you can sometimes do in the academy. I was on the board. All you have to do is put special, you know, uh, a special category. Uh, do they deserve an Emmy or not here? And you can throw them in in that, even if it's not created earlier in the year. Um, I don't. Let me remind one of what happened at the Tony Awards, which was Leslie Odom beat uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, which was uh, a fascinating surprise. Now they're up against each other again. Um, any thoughts? I, I think, I think, in this case, I think Lynn will be the stronger candidate. I could be again completely wrong. Lazy voting. <laughs> lazy voting. They'll be like Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> it's his Hamilton, uh, but I have Paul to win. I just, uh, you know, my flag here is Lynn is Lynn and Hamilton. Well, but they just Hawk should have been nominated for the Good Lord first. Yes. Yes, 100%. You know, it was taken away from this dumb Hamilton route. And I guarantee you that the voters who are voting for Hamilton in general here didn't even watch the Disney Plus thing. They just remember seeing it on stage, maybe in New yeah. York, the original cast. Uh, I, it, is, it should not be here, and it is. But I think they're going to get wiped out in all seven of those races uh, because I, people have to realize that in the end. This wasn't even going to be a television. It was going to be a theatrical loop until the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yep. Supporting actress uh, Catherine Hahn from One Division is way out front, according to the experts. But the uh, uh, I would say the reviewers of uh, TV shows really like Julianne Nicholson the best. Here we have Jean Smart nominated again, uh, and there's so much love for her that could come through. Um, Keep going, Pete. So who wins supporting actors? I think Julianne, I'm sticking with Julianne Nicholson. I just think it's a performance. And you'll often see them uh, actually go for that in one or two categories where they're not lazy voters, where they actually are pulling somebody out. Uh, Catherine Hahn is very much like, I think she's got a shot, definitely, no question. But I think Julianne, in the, in the end, I don't think James Smart here, I think since it's just the actors voting. They know they have that opportunity uh, and may have already voted for her, perhaps, and when they get to this category. And so they say, let's spread it around. And actually, Julianne Nicholson had the scenes uh, in that last episode. So, and it was widely seen. So I'm going to stick with that. Probably regret that I've abandoned Kate Winslet in this game because I was thinking all along the actors from that show are the ones that are going to triumph. Uh, and then Queen's Gambit wins everything else. But um, I still will stick to a lot of that theory. I'm sticking with Catherine. 
I, I agree with everything you've said. I, Julianne, yeah, Jean Smart, they'll give her hacks. So either the people that really love Meravia's Town will give it to Julianne, but I think Catherine edges through here. She will put. I mean, it's close. Again, it's a close, uh, it's close. close to look at. Um, oops, I'm doing the wrong scroll. Evan Peters, uh, I have him out front too. I think uh, he won our Gold Derby Award. <laughs> uh, and there's uh, uh, Diggs from Hamilton is up against him. And um, the chap from I May Destroy You, uh, Jazz. Uh, but I, I think there's just this Evan Peters Love that. Absolutely. I, I I think the love for Evan Peters is strong and I think he, he gets this. I think I May Destroy You uh, is coming in second, but Evan's, I think it's Evan's to lose. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And then what else haven't we... Well, I think you've got it. Uh, is the, um, I didn't pay it. So close attention at the creative uh, Emmys to make sure all the categories they did. Did they do the category with the Oscars and the, and the Grammys yet? Uh, no, because that being Variety Special, they changed, they put TV movie in the creative arts so they could make room for Variety Special because it has the Friends reunion in Hamilton in one category, and they wanted that for uh, maximum. Well, they, but they split variety special. Usually they'll throw one into creative arts, but apparently they didn't do that, uh, the variety live. They just, uh, they're gonna have both, variety pre-recorded, which I think will go to Bo Burnham um, at this point. Really? Wow, over <laughs> Well, yeah. a lot of people are saying that. Uh, what's your oh, argument? And directing, and you know, it, it's looking like that's playing out. Uh, and the others, uh, Hamilton, again, you know, those that vote, probably are voting for the state show. Um, wonderful West Wing reunion, terrific Friends reunion, but the reunions will probably lose out. Usually it goes to a comedy special. I think Dave Chappelle's in there. He always wins. But I think this time, Bo Burnham has his finger on the pulse. Uh, I wanted to ask about the Oscars because I think it's a travesty that they nominated that. And I'll again use the phrase, lazy movie because they always nominate the Oscars. Did they see the Oscars? So many mistakes and such an insult to Anthony Hopkins at the end to throw that in because you think Chadwick Boseman's going to win. They didn't read my column the previous two What you're telling them to do. I'm just counting too, so I voted. I'll just tell you what I voted for. I voted for the inauguration special because it gave me a second chance to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> I love that. Pete, 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 you're a member of the writing branch, and yeah. I'd love your insight on this for limited series because uh, Queen's Gambit, we've got uh, also winning directing uh, after the, uh, the creative arts sweep. Uh, but for limited, for, for movie, almost all of our predictors are going for I May Destroy You over Mare of Easttown, Queen's Gambit, and several nominations for WandaVision. What say you? I voted uh, in this category uh, for Queen's Gambit. Um, and I actually split my votes in this. I like them both so much, I, I sort of like split my ballot. 
Um, but in the writing category, I said, how can you go against our brain? Uh, and, and, and the way that was um, done, it's really extraordinary. Uh, taking that book and, you know, that never could get made and then, and then doing it so successfully, I just think that that is deserving there. Um, it's a very competitive category, so it could go any which way uh, with the writers. And, you know, the writers are often uh, on a different island than things. They, they look at things differently. Um, do you think now that all the members of the writers branch are vote are eligible to vote uh, and may choose to pick that option that um, that they had actually seen all of these nominations for, for this thing? Yeah, that they've seen, but I think these are pretty high profile, and uh, so my guess is they probably made an attempt to see them. I don't know if they've seen "I May Destroy You," but that got nominated for everything, so I'm assuming they did. Uh, and I know they probably saw Queen's Gambit, and uh, yeah, they saw those things. Um, likely, Mayor came in late in the game, so you know you never know. Jess, why does why does everybody have "I May Destroy You" winning here? when they're all on either the gambit or? Uh, I think uh, uh, I think those people on Bill Derby. Sorry, I'm in Starbucks. So you're <laughs> Hearing the lattes being made in the back, yeah. Um, I think that, um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think they're looking at I May Destroy You and saying she's up for everything. Let's give her something. And maybe that's, that's it. That's where they're going to put it, you know, which is always a dangerous way to predict because you don't know because this is all done by branch. So uh, that is exactly that's, <laughs> that's what I think they're doing. I think they're like they like we've got to give it something. This is where we we give it something, and I agree. Like Queen's Gat, all of this is strong, but yeah. And I think to answer your question, Tom, I think that's why everybody has I may destroy you at the top because where else are they going to award it? Yeah. I have Maravis Town though. Oh, you have a winning for that? I went rogue. I've gone rogue on this. I, <laughs> I think that could win there too. I could just as easily vote for that, tell you the truth. But, Do you know uh, uh, these awards we have of our own, our own Gold Derby Awards, which uh, voted on by our user base, actually uh, overlap very frequently with uh, about two thirds of the time with the Emmys. And uh, Conan won Best Variety Talk Series at our awards by a sizable margin over John Oliver, who's been, of course, sweeping this category every year. I voted for Conan. Did you? So, all right, this is what, it, it could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, I voted for Conan because it was his last year. I think he's been so great. Not that I watched the show religiously. I certainly didn't. But I like Conan a lot. And I said, this is his last shot. Wouldn't yeah. it be a great moment? And I'm so sick of John Oliver winning for doing a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when so many of the people like Jimmy Kimmel and others have to do this nightly, The Daily Show, all of that. Um, but I thought, uh, you know, look, I think it would be a nice moment. So I was just trying to contribute a little bit to that and give him a little boost. So he got my vote. But you see, this is where lazy voting comes in. I reckon they're just going to stick with John Oliver and yeah. do that. I agree. <laughs> Kona should win. The others are great. But they'll be like, yep, John Oliver, check, done. Yeah, um, I know. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, for sketch series, we have the only two nominees. We have uh, Saturday Night Live and Black Lady Sketch Show, and the score among our experts is six to two. 
everybody hasn't voted here, uh, but for Saturday Night Live, uh, do you think, Jazz, there's any chance of an upset? I, I know I have a Black Lady sketch show right now to win. I absolutely am going to change that back to Saturday Night Live. I think <laughs> looking at the creatives, I just don't feel, look, they love this show. It made everybody laugh last year and they're gonna give it. Yeah, I, I, you know, even with just one show against it, that probably helps Saturday Night Live, maybe. Because uh, they could have split it between five shows and, you know, it might've gotten fewer votes, but I, I do think the votes are there. All right, Pete, I want, um... I have to admit, I have not seen the Bo Burnham uh, uh, special. So um, that is uh, on top of my list to get done before Sunday. Uh, but uh, let's talk about this variety special recorded category where Hamilton seems to be way out in front according to our experts. But uh, Bo Burnham gets a lot of votes and uh, it did very well at the Creative Arts. And then is, uh, Dave Chappelle, as you mentioned, is a uh, uh, almost, almost an automatic winner every time he's nominated. And then we've got the Friends Reunion. Uh, we have uh, the West Wing special and we have American Utopia. Um, well, I voted for the West Wing special in this category uh, because again, I felt it's like a vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I really it. like Eric and I really think that they did a beautiful in bringing that back and, and producing that. I thought it was so well produced. Um, so I voted for that. Uh, but it, I, there's a lot of ways you could go here. I wasn't going to vote for Hamilton. I just think that's not a television show. That was not meant to be, and it, you know, whatever. Um, it, it won all the Tonys. That's fine. It's, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to win here unless they just check it off. Hamilton, we talked about that. Um, a lot of good stuff. Bo Burnham, though. I mean, it seems well, what, kind of, well because I haven't seen it. Tell me why everybody's on this Bo Burnham. It's different. It's just very original, and it's kind of fascinating to watch. And but it's different. And if anybody can take it away in that category from a Dave Chappelle, uh, it's him. And um, it's got the writers behind it and the directors behind it, and uh, all, it needs the actors, and maybe it won't have them, but I don't know. But it's just a tough one to call. And, uh, you know, it, it could go any which way. You've got those the Hamilton factor and all of this going on. I mean, Jazz, what do you think is going to win here? I think Bo Burnham. I think it was, you know, wow. it's entertainment. And, you know, it's great just what... There's something you have to, yeah, Tom, I know you're going to watch it. It is fun. It, you, you know, you have a smile on your face. It does what it says on the tin. I, yeah, I mean, I have the Oscars, but, uh, sorry, not forget that. Um, no, I think, yeah, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna take that. And I think if, if we look at the creative arts, what his three wins there, I think that's an indication that. I do too, yeah. for sure. Well, uh, until I watch uh, uh, Bo Burnham, I loved Hampton. I saw the Broadway show. I think I was in the You just answered my thing. I saw I know. the Broadway show. I know, I know, I know. You the Emmy. And I love Hamilton too. I, I, I love it. I mean, I saw it here when it opened at the Pantages the other week. And I thought, I wonder if Disney is taking Emmy voters here. Absolutely. It's perfect. 
Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you know, if you want to get a vote, like this is going to, this is like, it's not the same cost, but the feeling of being in the theater anyway. And I was like, I wonder if that's going to I must votes. have got no notice from Disney to go see Hamilton for nothing uh, during the voting period. So I don't think they're doing that. Oh, but wow. It's an excellent idea that you should have been in that meeting much earlier with them uh, because that could have uh, turned the tide for Hamilton. Um, yeah. But I think Bo uh, gets I, it. I took my 90 year old aunt to see Hamilton, <laughs> who I think. Uh, and I didn't tell her until five minutes before the curtain opened. Oh, by the way, this is a rat musical. Because she, what? Ah! You know, a nine-year-old uh, lady, uh, so just like ah, I hate rats. But she turned to me at the end of that show and she said, "That's the greatest thing I've ever seen on a stage." Yeah. And I would agree with it, but uh, it tra translates over to a video experience. People have put this together in the amount of time they had to do it when they were shooting and had no idea what was going to happen with it. Um, uh, you know, just to put a record there. Uh, they did a really good job in shooting a, a show off the stage. Um, so, you know, kudos to the ability that went into it. Um, Let's talk about Variety Special Live because the nominees are Celebrating America, the Grammys, the Oscars, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, and um, uh, Steve Colbert's Election Night 2020. Did that get your vote, Pete? Because I, I, said, <laughs> I told you already, Celebrating America, which I watched and I had seen, and I thought it was a really well-produced show. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was very good. Tom Hanks, all those people, um, you know, Katy Perry did a beautiful number. It was spectacularly shot. Uh, if I'm going to vote for a variety special that's live, that's the one. It certainly isn't the Oscars. And... <laughs> <laughs> or the Grammys, right? We're okay, but one of the producers of the Grammys was one of the producers of the Oscars, and I can't reward him. So uh, it made it easy for me to go to Celebrating America. Well, that's out front at Gold Derby, Celebrating America. Jazz? But I have the Oscars I, because it won production design it, it last weekend. I, yeah, I think it's lazy voting. I could be wrong. If I were a voter though, I would go for Celebrating America. It was an incredible production. And that image of Katy Perry yeah, in was, front of the Lincoln Memorial, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we've covered most of the categories. Uh, what do you think about, what do you anticipate for the show? Because last year it was probably the only award show that actually got uh, really a, a welcome response from most people. And um, it still only had 6 million viewers, but the previous year it only had 6 million viewers. <laughs> so, when it still had an audience. So, um, what do you anticipate about the show itself? Um, I love Cedric the Entertainer. I think they're gonna do some smart bits with him. I think the show's in very good hands. If I had a choice, if the Emmys were eligible for an Emmy, I would have voted for that show. I thought against all odds, they pulled it off and nobody was able to duplicate it. They were first and everything that came since with these award shows was minor by comparison. The only reason it's not there is because you can't nominate the Emmys uh, in the rules they made years ago. Um, I think- um, That's because, Chris, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Pete, because when the Emmys were nominated, they are always lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think the producers of that show are producing again this year, and I, I have 
high hopes for what they do. Uh, the academy is very uh, stringent on the whole COVIDness of it all. In fact, they even put out a note to the governors that they were rescinding the uh, plus one, that they can only go by themselves, and that they needed 19 more seats from them, and they offered them free tickets. And uh, governors fall for next year, uh, even if they're not on the board. So they are really limiting uh this just to the nominees that'll be a different thing to watch but um uh you know i i have high hopes for um the the people producing the show yeah same uh, i think it'll be yeah i mean they set the bar last year i think a lot of people will be tuning in again this year to see how they pull it off and cedric will definitely entertain yeah mm -hmm. that's it we'll find out soon enough we will find out, but do you think there'll be any final question? Uh, do you think there'll be any blowback if we just have this lousy evading thing we keep talking about just uh, happen again, where three shows just take everything? Uh, that it was up until the 1960s, they had a popular vote for all the contests. And what happened was in those days, of course, they only had three networks. Uh, and so uh, two of them pulled out because the, the other network, uh, uh, ABC and CBS, just pulled out of the Emmys completely and said, screw you, this is not fair, we're not winning, and it's a popular vote. And so uh, that's when the Emmys and everybody collapsed, and uh, that's when they brought in Rod Serling to be president of the Academy. So the father of Bizarre TV took over the Emmys and said, you know what? You can't vote anymore unless you've actually seen this stuff. And that's when they set up a panel system and yeah. has given us a legacy that is a very, very uh, a proud one for the Emmys because uh, winning that award rescued some of the greatest shows in TV history from All in the Family to Cheers and Cagney and Lacey. Uh, Hill Street, Street Blues. Hill Street yeah. Blues. The Amazing Race was about to be canceled by CBS until it won uh, uh, its first year. So there have been recent examples. Uh, but, but now I think that uh, with a popular vote, which I, I just think this new voting is terrible and they're actually trying to um infiltrate the membership with more popular uh people i mean not popular people but people working on those popular shows they've made a real effort in that regard and that's why you see stuff like the boys on amazon uh, are all these kind of non-snobbish kind of shows mandalorian and, and wandavision and others really making inroads uh, at the Emmys. And so they are making an effort to, uh, you know, actually make it more democratic and trying to get a different level of voter in that's from what they told me they're doing. So, um, you know, I think it's going in a direction you're not in favor of, Tom. I, I, no, I, th I think it'd be a good rule to actually see something for you. If you want to go back to the rooms at the Century Plaza? I no, no, I, I know. <laughs> There was one guy, I won't say who, because he's now dead, that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in a room on one of those panels, and he goes, can't we just fast forward this? Can't we just Ooh, fast forward this? And they would. And then I found him falling asleep when he when he didn't win on that point. Um, but they did keep, keep asking the officials, I remember this so well, uh, at what point can we turn it off? And um, so, you know, it wasn't the perfect system, by the way. No, but when in the year 2000, they went to an honor system of, they kept the juries, 
it was just one episode and they sent DVDs, you might only have 75 people voting for best comedy actress. But yeah. for the most part, they did their job. They yeah, were, and you had to sign the affidavit. You had to sign the affidavit, and you were only eligible to vote in four categories: two, yeah. you know, two of your peer group, uh, you know, your peer group, and two in your peer group, and two not uh, program. Now you vote on. I think I voted on twenty program categories and five writing, and uh, it's so simple. You just press this, boom, boom. Uh oh, Jazz, we lost. Uh, uh oh, he froze. <laughs> uh, right in the middle of his thought. Right in the middle of his thought. But so I will leave the final word to you, uh, Jazz. Um, how do you feel about this? Give us a final summary thought about this year's Emmys and the campaign and what it's all meant. Uh, I yeah, I think we are as you said we we are at risk of having the lazy voting and seeing three shows dominate and the same shows win but who knows oh, oh okay sorry there you go. tom are you unfrozen uh you were frozen there for a while uh oh and you were frozen i you know i was only talking oh. to myself in the end you're all <laughs> okay. Well, all right, I'm looking. Then let's have you wrap everything up, Pete. Give us your final thoughts about the whole Emmy season, from uh, how the how the campaigning played out until uh, and and in all the way up to what our expectations are for the ceremony. Well, I do think that everyone was energized. I think that's been an increasing thing year after year with the Emmys. Uh, that there's a lot of campaigning more than the Oscars and. And even the, the broadcast networks, which clearly don't get the love anymore, you know, are, are energized to be at least a part of it when they can be. Uh, certainly NBC, I noticed, was. Um, and then we actually didn't have them on the tally of creative arts winners. It was an oversight. And they said, please change that. You know, we're tied with Apple. Can you yeah. imagine? Uh, a scenario where a major network like NBC is thrilled to be tied with Apple? Uh, <laughs> this is this is their second eligibility year apple but uh mo mostly those nbc uh vote uh wins and all that for saturday night live it's not yeah, uh, I, think it's good, I think it's a good campaign year i think there are a lot of good shows a lot to choose from and uh, i'm just sorry that the love is not spread around more yeah you too yeah okay well Everybody, update your predictions at Gold Derby, including all of those you wa are watching and or listening to the audio podcast version of this. Uh, we have some cliffhanger races here, and uh, let's put it this way: we had thousands of people voting, uh, predicting at the Creative Arts, and the winner had sixty-two percent correct. <laughs> that uh, that's how hard the Emmys are this year to predict, even though we go, oh, you know, it's it's going to be easy. Uh, there are lots of surprises. So thank you both. And uh, let's uh, see what you think afterwards. All right. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.